Is your child afraid of a storm? Do they get scared when the big crack of lightning happens and the big rumble of thunder? What do we do to be able to alleviate some of our sensitive kiddos that are really agitated by a storm? So put on your rain jacket and let's talk about storms and our children that are afraid of them. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. Here is a listener review from Robin Ryan McDonald. She titles her five-star review, I Need This. She writes, I've got a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. Dina Lynn's insights have been so helpful for how I can support my little guys. Thank you, Robin. And anyone else, if you have not left a review, I will ask you to skip on over to Apple Podcasts and spend 30 seconds writing me a review because it really makes a difference. This podcast, The Language of Play, has reached a top 2% podcast in the categories of parenting and kids and family. Your reviews help me get ranked, which means the content will be findable to those people that are looking for it. So if you have not yet left your review on Apple Podcasts, please go do that today. Thank you so much. Someone asked me the other day if I could take my coaching program and tell it in three points. And I thought, okay, I'll try. I came up with these three pieces which is a little different than how I had been thinking about it, but I think that it does a fairly good job, so I thought I'd put it out there today for those of you that are also wondering, what do you do in coaching? The first thing that I'll say is we learn how to know ourselves and how it is that we parent, which obviously starts with conversations about where did you learn to parent and how did your parents parent you? The second thing would be understanding how your child's brain works. So once we understand how a child's brain works, it will naturally propel us into wanting to speak in ways that their brain is going to understand better. 
And the third thing is learning then to integrate that, reframing how it is that we speak, how we listen, and how we interact in order to build connection. Because when we learn to build connection, then all of our communication is really built on top of that. It's kind of two sides of the same teeter-totter, isn't it? When we increase our better communication skills, we have more connection. And when we increase our connection, we continue to improve our communication skills. So those were the three things I came up with, is knowing yourself, understanding how your child's brain works, and reframing how you speak, listen, and interact. So if that's curious to you, contact me at hello at the language of play, and we can have a conversation to discuss how I may be a fit to help you meet your needs with your kiddos. So let's get started on today's topic. Yesterday we had a thunderstorm, and I thought about how many of our kids really get frightened. They get afraid of the thunder and the lightning and, and what we can do about it. And I thought, hmm, what do we do about it? And I thought, well, we fix that and we help them along through exposure and imagination. So I thought, oh, I'm going to play with this and, and really be ready with a fun episode. So I went outside and I recorded some of the rain and the thunder and the lightning. And it turned out terrible. Like, I can't use the audio. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to try it on a different part of the house. And, and then that didn't work. So finally, after all this cool, wonderful storm I was listening to, I ended up uh, erasing everything because none of it was usable. I don't know what was happening. There were twangs and sounds of like gunshot, and it just did not sound anything like the storm I was listening to. I have no idea why. So my cool background effects idea isn't going to happen. So I'll challenge you to try to put a big old thunderstorm in the background while we're talking today. Do it in your mind, and that's, that's all we're going to have. All right, now let's get started with all the sound effects just in your imagination. How do we calm our kids' nerves when they are scared about a thunderstorm and the lightning and the loud noises and everything that's going on outside? Well, we first need to look at their exposure. What does that mean? So their exposure is going to be, one, the exposure that you give them, and two, the exposure from the weather itself. The weather itself you don't have control over, do you? So we just let that be. So let's look at the exposure that you can control, and that would be the exposure you give them. Now, I'm not talking about to the storm. I'm talking about exposure to your energy of fright if you're afraid of the storm, to exposure to the radio where they're constantly getting alerts and warnings and telling that there's a storm outside, or maybe they're getting vocabulary around them that is saying, oh no, in various capacities, or I'm afraid in various ways. So the first thing to assess is really this. What is coming at my child and what is making them nervous? How do I talk about the storm? In that, 
I want to pause and tell a story. Now this story isn't actually about a storm, but it is exactly the same idea. And that is when I was a child, I lived in northern Minnesota and having bears in the yard was not uncommon. We didn't live right in the city, but we were kind of on the edge of the city and black bears coming through the yard, raiding your garbage cans and and whatever. That that wasn't that uncommon. I loved being outside. And my parents couldn't be outside with me all of the time that I wanted to be outside. More often than not, my mom would say, come on inside. And more often than not, my dad would say, yeah, you can play outside. But he would add this caveat. If you see a bear, come tell me so that I can get a picture of it. I want to see it too. Now, what that actually did was take away any fear of seeing a bear. He was able to tell me what to do, which is come back to the house and tell him. But he said it to me in such a way that it was adventurous. It was energized. It was good. It was fun. It was right. It was nothing to be afraid of. It was something worth sharing. So now that little true story is the mindset that I'd like you to take when it comes to the weather. When you have a child that has fears of the weather, we can have that kind of mindset. Likewise, when the weather was rugged, my dad would also say, Wow, that was really loud. Or, Wow, that was really bright. So, storms were enthusiastic. Storms were not fearful, but rather quite entertaining. I took that kind of mindset myself into raising my children, and frankly, I love a big old storm. Now, of course, I'm not talking that you are to be unsafe. If you are experiencing an actual tornado or something severe where you've got hail, you get inside. You know, you have to use your own discernment and make sure that you are truly safe. But many storms that come around are noisy, but not necessarily unsafe. One of the things that I loved to do when we know the storm is coming, we'll go to the garage and open the garage door and in the garage have a lawn chair and blankets and popcorn and we will watch the storm like it is a movie. When the big loud crack happens, cheer. Now, I will say that every one of my kids, particularly my youngest, had fear of the storms. But I kept this idea. This is something that my dad did really, really right. And I kept that idea that, okay, so if we just have fun with it, if we are able to expose the storm as something that is, wow, this is pretty cool, then the fear factor went away. Now, the common sense factor of take care of yourself and make sure you're not doing something dangerous, that did not disappear. That awe-inspiring power, the kids knew to respect. I didn't have to teach that. So that is exposure. What language are you exposing the kids to? What media or radio are you exposing them to? And what of yourself and your own fear and concern? are you exposing them to? And the culmination of those things 
is what you have control over. You can change their exposure to help them calm their nerves about storms. Let's move into the second piece, and that is imagination. Your child has a beautiful imagination. Let's use it. Let's use it to help them settle their nerves and calm themselves in times of fear like this. So what does it look like to use the child's imagination to help the child become more calm? There's two parts to this. One of those parts is during the storm, and the other time is not during the storm. So if you're going to plan ahead, that is always, always helpful to help our kiddos, to pre-teach, to get them into a readiness place prior to the time the storm begins. So let's talk there first. If you're going to get your child, child's brain ready in imagination for the storm that is inevitably going to happen again, let's talk about the storms. Let's normalize the conversation that goes with the storm, the sounds, the experiences of light, maybe hail, whatever it is. Maybe it's tornado at your place. Maybe it's something else. We can talk about what sounds like that. And that, of course, plays into all of the language that I teach with the listening skills. Help them imagine what else sounds like that. And one of the things I heard when my kids were small that really, really helped my children was somebody said, that sounds like bowling. Thunder really sounds an awful lot like bowling. And when I started talking like that with the kiddos, they started saying things like, maybe it's angels bowling. I wouldn't worry about beliefs here. I wouldn't worry about like anything having to do with fact. Because you use the language that says, let's pretend, let's imagine. And when you're in that realm, nothing matters of what's true and false because you're in the imagination and pretending realm. So we said, let's imagine that there are angels bowling. And we'd hear a little rumble and we'd say, nope, they missed, gutter ball. And then when there was a big, loud rumble, they'd say, strike, somebody got a strike. And so they jump up and down and say, yay. Now, this kind of imagination you can do with whatever you think of that sounds like the experience of the crack of lightning or the rumble of thunder. If you have a different analogy that you come up with, fabulous. Make it real for your kids. What do you do in the real world that sounds like that or looks like that? And then tell them ahead of time. Next time we have a storm, we're going to talk about it. And then hopefully you're with them during the next storm so that you can actually talk about it. A little story, another true story, that would be like this would be last year when my grandson was at my house. The neighbor's rooster would fairly often crow even in the middle of the day. When I was outside with my grandson and the rooster would crow, he would get very scared. So we started saying, he says, Hello to you! Hello to you! Eventually, the little guy started realizing that it was the rooster talking. And he had a loud voice, didn't he? We would say. So I would challenge him to have a loud voice back. And we would imagine that this rooster is having a conversation with 
when he started thinking in terms of this is a conversation no longer did the loud and the startle affect him quite as much he was able to find some joy in it and he was able to have that startle that kind of shook him up and then eventually he would just cling to me and then he would relax again now this does not happen with one or two exposures this happens with many exposures and it happens over time but you can do it and using imagination is also practice so you need to do that repeatedly over time and maybe you have a different loud noise or thing that's scaring your child like maybe it's the motorcycle or the dump truck or something that comes down the road and maybe it's that you have a different imagination when you're thinking about storms and it reminds you of something that is loud that they actually do like like maybe a boat motor or or something else it doesn't matter what you use when you use your imagination with your child and you help them to use their imagination what you're connecting is something that is safe and enjoyable with the item that is scary and startling so that they start to see that the scary startle can be something also that is enjoyable and fun and it doesn't have to be scary so good luck to you and i hope that throughout this conversation you were able to maintain the rumble of of a thunderstorm in the background as you listened because that would have been really cool to have in the background of this audio as always parents i would love to hear your story how did it work out what happened tell me in an email at hello at the language of play.com and you will make my day Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about. <laughs>